0: Welcome to Comic Talkers. The comics is always at the top of our discussion. My name is Brandon. And I'm Mary. Well, today we kick off Guardians of the Galaxy month. Of course, this is going because of the movie that's coming out in early May. So we want to kind of get all the information out to you that you need to know about the Guardians. Some stuff that we love, some stuff that you might not like. Our goal <laughs> is to show you a little bit more about what the Guardians really are. And what better way to start this off but with our top five Guardians of the Galaxy comic books or storylines. Of course, as always, these are our personal lists. These are not an overall list. So, of course, Mary and I will have different stories on our list. Without further ado, I think it's time to just jump right in. So, Mary, why don't you take the mic and tell us what your number five is?
1: So my number five is actually, it's technically more of a collection of different Guardian stories. Um, So my number five is Earth Shall Overcome, which is a collection that includes the first appearance of the original Guardians team from the 60s, along with their first major adventure. Um, So this, I mean, I... I'm not a movie Guardians of the Galaxy person. I'm not an MCU person in general. Um, And so when I was first really looking into the Guardians after seeing them in some other titles, and I was like, oh, these guys are kind of funny. um, I'm that person who goes for the first appearance and then just starts reading. (laughs) Um, And I, Urshal Evercome was really the best way for me to get introduced to the Guardians. um, And it was just a really great way to look at how these characters are popping in in different titles and how they are coming together as a team um also i just really love the original guardians lineup i think it's great fun
0: (laughs) you know that's why i said that's the only thing that i've always had a damper on when it comes to the movies is that yes we get this new team that we love and we all know and everything like that but when they brought them in the second one the original team it was just like why are they here like why does this need to take place like yondu is i know is part of the original team so he Mm -hmm. is a major character and i know they've revamped him to be part of the you know the newer runs where he's always part of star lord's life but it's just one of those things that's just like i kind of like it the way it was a little bit yeah
1: it's again that's one of those things too it's like the mcu changes things but most of those changes in my opinion are not for the better yes um or they as we'll be discussing in a different episode um completely steal things from other comics that are unrelated to the characters they're focusing on um and it's it's wild to me um and again i just i really do love that original late 60s team and i'm also just i do really like steve gerber um who i i really enjoy also their fight against the Badoon. Um, and this is really what turns the Guardians into their own franchise. This is the story and the series that really transforms them into the Guardians as we know them today. It's one of those stories that I don't really think that you can ignore if you want to learn about the
0: Guardians. Right. It's one of those stories that do lead to an event too, if I'm not mistaken. It's the Korvac saga. And
1: yes, yeah.
0: yeah. They, because that is the original team that does help the Avengers and everything too so it just it just shows yeah. comes to show how popular they really can become yeah
1: and I, I didn't want to put the Corfax saga because I do feel like if you're going to read it you need to have the context of her shall overcome mm-hmm. and I, I don't I don't. Know, some of my stories like unique context for. It, I feel like if it's that early into the Guardians like franchise, you should at least have the first one under your belt
0: before you read Korvac saga. <laughs> yes, I agree. Ten, ten, ten times out of ten, I will say I agree with you on that end. So no, great pick, you guys. Such a great pick. I I have to admit, I did not put one an original Guardian story on my list. I almost did with the quest of shield or the quest for the shield but I just couldn't get that up there. It was just one of those that some of these other picks that I had just outranked it. And so, yeah, so I will jump to my number five and it is a recent run. Now it's not the final gauntlet, even though there was parts of me that toyed with that storyline, because I do like the concept of what they do, but I went with the story that people tend to forget. And A lot of people don't like this writer writing Guardians. I actually didn't mind his run on it. Um, It is called Guardians of the Galaxy, Then It's Us. And according to Goodreads, according to Marvel, um, once they were a team of misfits, now they're a family and they've earned their peace. But the universe is not a peaceful place. And it's only getting worse. The great empires are in turmoil. The rule of law is dead. And amid the chaos, the gods of Olympus have returned Harbingers of a new age of war, reborn to burn their mark of the stars themselves. Someone has to guard the galaxy, but who will accept the mission and will they survive it? Al Ewing from Immortal Hulk and Juan Cabal, Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man, bring you in on the ground floor of a whole Marvel universe of action and suspense. Um, of course, this collects issues one through five of 2020 through 2021 Guardians of the Galaxy run. This is a, such an interesting story. Now, mind you, most of the team breaks up that we know and love from the movies. They break up into two teams, which I'm sorry, I've never understood why they'd never thought about that before. To break them up into two teams, the universe is wide. You can't get to every little major disaster with just one team. So having that second team is always interesting. Now, it's a fresh take on the team, like I said. Some of the new team members, though, I think if I, I might get Mary convinced to read this one. Moondragon joins them. By the joins them. Nova joins them. Marvel boy, Novar, joins them. Of course, Gamora and Groot do join them later on, back on the team later on. But Hercules himself makes his first appearance on the team.
1: Yes. um, And honestly, this is one of my honorable mentions, um, specifically because of Novar. <laughs> um, it, it's such he's, a... He's my... He's, I affectionately refer to him as bug boy um he's he's my dude i he's one of those characters where i never expected to like him i think in like his first four issues that i ever read of him i was like oh this guy again and then like the fifth issue i was like actually
0: Not bad. he's kind
1: of neat <laughs> he uh he grew on me and um now i read things just because he's in them and it's a
0: little sad <laughs> it's one of those things like i hercules is what essentially got me into the story i'm a big hercules guy i i love hercules to death it is one of my characters that i could gravitate to anytime he's in a book um he's he's a good pick yeah he is I, i i again another character that you would think why has he never been thought of before to join a team like this just like beta i'm sorry beta has been so long And yet he's never been of Guardians till just recent runs. That's where it's just like, there's so much you could have done with those two. Um, But this is something else I also love. The fact that they have to deal with something that I don't think the Guardians really have covered that well. Is the death of somebody close to them. And to see that...
1: Legacy kind of touches on it with Drax the Destroyer, but it doesn't really... go into it as well as
0: this one does and it's so because it is somebody that is part of the movie team we're not going to say who it is because i want you guys to go read it but that's what makes it so interesting to see this a little bit more not only to that but who they go up against the gods of olympus themselves a corrupted version of them but not only that they go up against the other guardians team which consists i believe was a group Gamora, drax and a few others and they go up against this new team that Rocket's leading. And it's so interesting to see that. It's it's just like, this book doesn't get enough credit. That's why it's just like, you know what? This would be something I would get somebody to make them understand that there's more characters in the universe than just the Guardians you know and love. That's the the whole thing with this story. And that's why I love it. And now Ewing from Immortal Hulk, come on now. like You can't get any better than he at this point. I think he's an up and coming star in Marvel right now. So hopefully we'll get more with him soon.
1: But- he's been I I would trust Al Ewing with I now those of you who, who know my content on TikTok and who have read anything that I've ever posted, <laughs> um, you guys know how deeply this sentiment has to be earned. I would trust Al Ewing to write Legion.
0: I would too. I I think you you, you
1: look um at- I don't trust most people. To even look at him but Al Ewing I always
0: trust him to write him any day of the week <laughs> Al Ewing took a character that you would just think he would just smash things and made him go on a trip that you never thought they would do with him and that's a mortal hulk and that's why it's so good I love the run I I, I bought every book of it when it was coming out and it was just it showed you his wide array of talents that he could do
1: i haven't read immortal hulk yet but i've adored everything x-men he's written recently mm-hmm. i haven't no real complaints
0: so I'll, aside I'll, from
1: there's not more
0: so <laughs> marvel please listen to mary let's get him writing legion please please please
1: not, not that i have anything against ice but he's taking over the flash now and um i i maybe a different perspective would be nice <laughs> <laughs> so- you know um yeah
0: so yeah that was my number five so Mary let's jump to your number four
1: so my number four also deals with this original guardians team um and this is guardians 3000 um which takes it's a 24, 2014 book that, that brings that original guardian squad back mm-hmm. um and gets them going again and It does so with a lot of really cool changes. Um, Starhawk, who if a lot of you have probably read Legacy because it is like the first time we really see that movie team in the comics. Um, So you've definitely seen Starhawk before. So Starhawk in Guardians 3000 was originally a man in the 60s comics, but now is being reinvented as a woman. And it's a really interesting shift that I really enjoyed. Um, There are definitely mixed feelings about this if you look for opinions on the internet. but it's just a really fun team, yeah. you know- um, and it keeps them mostly intact. Um, it's just I, I again, I really do love this original team, and it's just really nice to see them brought back um. Mm-hmm it was it's just a good read and if you're you find like 60s comics or early 70s comics inaccessible like a lot of people do this is definitely a great introduction to that original guardians team and it gives them very much a fresh take um that works really well with the tone of more current guardians books
0: you know i i know we said we don't like talking about the movies as much um, but um for anybody who does you know they say i don't know or he's never shown in the movie he has shown in the movie that is sylvester stallone's role that is who he is in the comic in the movie is starhawk and that's what makes him so fascinating and then that whole scene's like people think for comic book fans we all knew what it was when we saw all this group of people come together at the end of the movie in the credit but see like you look to people who just watch the movies they're gonna sit there and go i don't know who that was it's the original team. It is the original Guardians. That's like we said in the last pick Mary had. Yondu was part of this team too. So it just disappoints us when he's not part of that. And now he's just a mentor. And I don't like and that. It
1: gives, I feel like it takes a lot from Yondu.
0: Mm-hmm. It does.
1: He's got so much depth. He's easily my favorite member of that original Guardians team. Just because he is so interesting Starhawk is cool too um don't get me wrong yeah. um but i mean how can you not love yondu
0: you know what that's what i said like the way he's portrayed in the comics i don't care for as much in the newer like in the newer runs um i like him in the original team i don't like him in the newer runs where he's the mentor but the movies have done a good job with him. That's where it's hard for me to go, okay, I cannot not like Yondu anymore. Because Yondu has done a lot in the movies that I don't think the comics really could do- dive into more without that acting like Michael Roker. But anyway, what's at the comic talk, but no, great pick. And I'm glad you had more of the original Guardian picks on your... I,
1: I couldn't not. I couldn't leave them behind. Um, The, the other three are more Less away from that original Guardians team, uh, but four, four, five, four and five had to be, right? Just to seal that deal.
0: Right. It's it's one of those things that I I agree with you there. Um, but yeah, my number four goes to my first Brian Michael Bendis story that I have on my list, and it is Guardians disassembled. And for anybody who does not know, yeah, that's not the best title when it comes to a Guardians team because you're thinking all oh, they do. They do, pretty much. They are disassembled in some ways. Uh, Let me read you the synopsis according to Amazon. Meet the new Guardians. With Star-Lord missing and the entire galaxy gunning for the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's time to bring in a little help. But as the Guardians get ready for new members Venom and Captain Marvel, unexpected dangers arise that promise to tear the team to its core when the universe is Star-Lord. What does his disappearance mean? earth's safety and can he survive on the run from a mysterious new adversary without the aid of the guardians plus it also gives you this this volume gives you the flash thompson transformation into venom and carol Danvers' debut as captain marvel um it's one of these stories that again involves the modern team yes but it introduces two new characters. One I'm really excited for. because one of my favorite personal characters of all time in Marvel. And one I could care less about. Um, that's I love Agent Venom. Agent, you know, Agent of the Cosmos, everything like that. Heck yeah, I'm a down for him. I think that was an interesting take on Agent Venom, or on the Venom symbiote. And then we get Captain Marvel. Um i am not i've told mary many times i am not the biggest fan of carol danvers not my favorite character cannot get behind her at all um do yeah, i think
1: i'm not the hugest fan of her either um i don't know there's something about her just rubs me the wrong way it i want to like her right like, <laughs> and the fact that i don't i think annoys me more than anything else like something is just off in a way that's just i don't know
0: i don't know bothers me like do i like her with the team yeah i don't think she's a bad yeah
1: she's just great on the team it's just
0: yeah her. <laughs> yeah like when she's on the avengers i don't care for it as much and on top of it you know having her on a guardian team it was more of her dynamic that's what her character is um we you know again you see the story allows you to see all the members all across the universe that they're not working together you know peter is almost reclaimed by his father in the spartex empire rocket is almost dissected by the kree (laughs) drax is put on trial which by god that is like the funniest thing ever because what does he want his death to be i want to fight to the death i don't want to that is like the funniest thing because that is of course and who does he want to face gladiator of all people that is that's just it's very (laughs) drax that's that's it made me laugh so hard and of course the other obvious one was agent Venom being tricked by the scrolls the scrolls come in like captain britain valkyrie beast uh it, it was all these people coming to get him, and then they are he's tricked um and, and then
1: given the, beasts passed i would i just would assume that was beast yeah <laughs>
0: It it was just one of those weird stories. But not only that, you get to see Gamora go up against endless battles against the Brotherhood of the Badoon. But she also gets help from Angela, which, again, is an honorable mention on my list. I like Angela's storyline in this run, but I couldn't put it up there. But for anybody who does not know who Angela is, she is not an original Marvel character. She is an Image Comics character from the universe of Spawn. So I'm glad they got her to do something because they weren't going anywhere with her in spawn so dc or not dc marvel has worked really well with this and that's what i like about it um this you know again remarks or marks the return of the new guardian angela but not only that it just includes even though the story is about a team not working together it shows every character why the guardians are so important and why they should be honored to be a guardian at this point that they need each other in the long run more than anything and that's what I, I will
1: say i will say i did not pick that story because i'm not fond of the lineup necessarily yeah. um but it is also a really good and i i will not say this offend often but it is a really good look at each of the characters
0: yeah each-
1: it's a really it's it reads to me as a character study mm-hmm. um and I do not, I do not praise Mendes on his characterization. He is good. Uh, but this is like the one instance I'll give it to him.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he's really good. Like even with Flash, you feel sympathetic to him at points. Like you understand that this is not kind of what he asked for. And now you see that more and more. Like he did ask for it, it was revised because he did, because he signed up for a program to become this new super soldier for him. And didn't realize he was going to be matched up with the Simbi. So, but anyway, yeah. So w- that's my number four. Um, let's jump to our number three. So, Mary, why don't you take the mic to let us know what your number three is?
1: Number three is the Black Vortex. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about this a little bit just before we started recording. Um, this is a Kitty Pride story, and it's not Kitty Pride leading the Guardians because, to be clear, um, that was a terrible team. <laughs> what i really loved about black vortex is i'm obviously a huge kitty pride fan i'm i'm x-men trash (laughs) and um (laughs) and i adore when books remember that kitty is a girl in stem because it gets dropped so often i mean people tend to think of kitty and they immediately go to the fact that she has a purple dragon named lockheed that she got with excalibur and like yes i love excalibur but like first and foremost kitty is a stem person right um that's her thing that's what she loves she loves math she loves computer science she like that's her thing and i just really enjoyed that aspect of it but also i this was also one of the first guardian comics i ever read this was this story that introduced me really to reading guardian comics um because I, which, this is a very recent comic, so this is a little ridiculous. Um, I've really only gotten to Guardians in the last few years. Um, but it's very, I love it. I love the juxtaposition of the Guardians and the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what they do with Kitty, and I like what they do with c- the concept of cosmic power. Um, it's very fun story i i love it when the stakes are powerful weapon falling into the wrong hands oh no um because it I, I, it makes me feel like i'm reading an older comic but like with better writing
0: got a point dad i i agree with that like this is a story it's not that i and that's what i I know mary and i've talked about this before it's not that i don't like kitty pride i do enjoy kitty pride she is one of my favorite x-men for a reason but i just when they came out with the idea of her being part of the guardians i was just like why like it just was one of those that i automatically went why have her like if she was a team member or role member for a while i can understand like you build her up not put her in a leader position right away and
1: and, and, like, i feel i feel like that was like the issues with kitty on the guardians are fundamentally writer issues and not an issue with the character which drives me crazy but, because of like there are so many x-men that lend themselves to cosmic stories and kitty is one that has been so underutilized in cosmic stories that it makes sense to put her with the guardians but not the way they did it which is why i like black vortex because it gives me all the hope that they're going to do it well and then none of the disappointment wanted. comes with wanted
0: <laughs> it's just one of those things like i think if they and, I, and that's a good point like if they would have built her up a little bit more instead of just getting us wanted i think i would have liked her more it, it was just one of those stories that i just went okay where are we going because i agree black vortex is a great story but when he got to that point, I was like, okay, where are we going to go next? And then that's where they go. And it's just like, why?
1: And what? and like, the thing is, is that like, I see Wanted. And I think how much cooler it would have been with like her band of marauders.
0: Oh, heck yeah. that was... I'd have
1: killed for Pyro in a Guardian
0: story. Heck <laughs> yeah. I'd be down for that too.
1: Nice. Uh, i say this is he's not even on my dream team list but like i would have killed for him in a guardian story but like it we just it didn't deliver later so vortex for me it's black vortex it's it's that hope that they're gonna do it well and then i just don't read past where i know i'm gonna get crushed
0: <laughs> so what i find interesting is your number three was the first time you really like got into Guardian.
1: Yes um, um, which is a little weird. Um, so yeah I mean obviously I I read a ton of X-Men books um and I I was reading through some Kitty Pride stories with a friend of mine who was trying to get me more into Kitty Pride right um which I already loved her, but I read a lot of her in like new mutants yeah it had been several decades of comics since I had really explored Kitty um and they were like hey they're like you like wacky space hijinks so like you're a star trek fan like you got me into star trek mary how have you not read black vortex <laughs> and i i don't know like i think seeing guardians with seven characters like kitty and seeing the way that this book treats both teams and also highlights things about Kitty that are often overlooked. I think it just may endeared me to maybe just this particular creative team, but I was like, damn, I wonder, I wonder what's up with the Guardians. Like, I wonder, I wonder what's going on with them. I was like, I don't know anything about these guys. (laughs) I was like, I don't know anything about them, but their vibes are good. So, and then I did some Googling.
0: (laughs) So I'm gonna admit right now, so, like most people, I was introduced to the Guardians to the movies. I'll admit it. I had no problem admitting that. There's no problem in saying that. And I, and I want fans to understand we don't bash the movies as much. It's just some of us are just not into it. And, you know, I like the Guardians where the first movie went, but after the second one, I was kind of like, okay, now nah, I'm, I don't care kind of thing. And I'll admit right now, my number three is my first comic I've read of the Guardians. Now, that's why I found interesting more. is like, oh, That's interesting to see. Now, as discussed in my number four, there is one character that I truly loved and that's Agent Venom. Now, I just love Flash Thompson's story. I got into the story first. First comic I ever picked up because I saw two characters Venomized and I went, I want to read that. I went with the planet and the symbionts. Um, this is volume four of Brian Michael Bendis's run. Um, there's not tons of a synopsis, but pretty much the main points you're going to get out of this. Again, this is written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Valerio Schiti and David Lopez. Flash Thompson is the main character in this story. This is what makes this character so interesting to see how he actually does not have control of the symbiote at points. But you also see that the symbiote or the Clintar we find out in this story are a race and they're peaceful more than anything. I love this story. It is one of those stories that you don't see very often. And when he is losing control of the symbiote, um, he does leave Flash's body and attaches himself to other Guardians while on the Alyssa Milano or the Guardian ship. Um, in order to get back to his home world. Um, It's cool to see these versions of Groot and Rocky. When I saw that, I went, I'm buying this book. I love Venom so much, the character of Flash more than anybody else. I like Eddie just as much as anybody else does, but I'm more of a Flash Thompson fan because it was something totally different with the character. Um, Agent Venom, as discussed in previous podcasts, like I said, is one of my favorite characters in Marvel so automatically went with this and like i said we get the origin stories of the clintar we get to learn more about that and it took how many years like 30 years to finally get an origin story for him that's Definitely. what yeah it's ridiculous it was just one of the stories that what well, the symbiote made his first appearance in secret wars because spider-man grabbed the symbiote yes. or got attached to the symbiote but it took him 30 years to come up with an origin story for it I get I get Bendis props there. I didn't mind that story, you know. And also because of this too, what I love about it is that Flash actually proves to the symbiotes that he's worthy, or his worthiness of this newly cleansed Venom symbiote. And he's actually granted access to the symbiote hive mind, which grants him information, new information and abilities with the Venom symbiote. And not only that, he is granted the title of Agent of the Cosmos. That's what I love the story for is just more of his story and how the guardians react to things. It's just so interesting to see it. And I I love this story. It is something I would give to somebody. And the best thing about it is you don't have to only be a guardians of the galaxy fan for this. And that's what I, I could be a Spider-Man fan and a venom fan and still love this story. That's why I chose this as my number three, because it is something dear to me because it is one of my favorite stories. But it's cool to see all these different versions. And you see how the symbiotes really aren't bad people or bad of bad species. It's how they're portrayed. And that's what people don't like because you see that with even Flash is that he is refused to get arms or anything because he has a symbiote. And people don't trust it. So that's the whole thing. That's what makes the story so unique a little bit more but yeah my number 3 is planet of the symbios i when i made this list this was automatically going on my list i just didn't know where so um but yeah that's my number 3 so mary let's jump to your number 2
1: so my number 2 is also one of those big like crossovery type stories um this is of course war of kings um which so full of things <laughs> it is <laughs> Um, it's um kind of that really fun age of 2008 to 2009 comics um Marvel had a lot of really great stuff in that period um and this pits the Shi'ar being led by Vulcan who is of course one of the numerous numerous summers um family members um who are going up against the Kree that are being led by the Inhumans, who I love to hate. And in all of this mess are the Nova Corps, the Starjammers, Dark Hawk and the Guardians are caught in the crosshairs. And the Guardians actually split into two teams in this book, um, which I love. So Rocket leads a squad that joins the fray against
0: everything but like if i'm not mistaken um, they actually went up against some of the major forces in the cosmos period he had yes
1: all- yes it's so it's so cool and while rocket is leading this group that's going into active intergalactic war um star lord and his group are going or racing through time to enlist the original 31st century guardians to help them in this cosmic war it's so fun um it's a great time it's it's just a great
0: so i have a little curveball to make because that's also my number two and here's the reason why i put it up there um this story is just so entertaining one of my favorite stories is actually in book one and you get to see star lord partner up with jack flag and a couple other characters in the negative zone,
1: flag.
0: <laughs> and by god that battle i swear to god i was i swear i felt like i was watching lord of the rings the two towers mixed in space
1: yes it's just it's,
0: it's i, I, I
1: am not often one for comics that <laughs> deal with conflict on this scale yes but it's done so well <laughs>
0: It is. It's one of those stories I love. Well, and the best part too is, and we haven't even really discussed it, is the other team and what they go do. It's like a suicide run with Star Lord and his team yes. that them through time and at points meets the Guardians of the Galaxy from the year three thousand. It's so interesting to see these teams really work together that you don't see often. And of course, anytime you see Rocket and group of Hard bashers go up against some cosmos characters it is fun to read.
1: It, it's just a really great comic.
0: It is <laughs> like this. There is,
1: like I could say so much about it, but I don't want to spoil it. It's also it's also for me. I think it's one of those books that isn't just a great way to introduce the guardians. Yeah, because it deals with both the current two thousand, the two thousand eight, two thousand nine guardians lineup. It also deals with guardians three thousand, but it also deals with. The Inhumans. It deals with the Kree. It deals with the Novacore. It deals with like all of these different groups
0: I think we just had that a...
1: impact right. Marvel comics, not just on a cosmic scale, but also in other books and on Earth-focused books. Like it's, just, it's a great introductory. It's a great way to get into it.
0: I think we just let the ratings go down when we said the Inhumans were part of it, though. <laughs> when he likes the- like
1: them, I don't like them. Don't like them. Um,
0: but isn't this a story too? You get to see um, King Max or Maximus the Mad actually converse with group? If I'm not mistaken, this happens in this event, and it's funny to watch. I think so because it's like it's they been
1: have- a while since I've read this. Admittedly, um, yeah. but I I think so. I just remembered really loving it. Like it.
0: It's. That it's just one of these great stories that I agree it's one of those stories that yeah you need to know a little context before you jump in but you could still enjoy and read the story and yes. I like I said Planet of the Symbiotes was my first introduction to it but this was a story I got into later on um, especially with yeah, my... this was
1: definitely when I read later on I just I love it
0: <laughs> like I try to get more dan abbott stories too on my list and so that's why i was just like this is just a great story by him and by his creative team and just shows you why they're so good with the guardians um and Cosmos characters pretty you know so yeah that's our number two now before we jump to our number ones were there honorable mentions on your list
1: um my only honorable mention really was legacy Mm-hmm. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Legacy which is also what we're doing for our book club this month yeah. um, and I guess what I really liked about Legacy but I didn't like it enough I'm I'm not huge on that lineup okay. um, what I really enjoyed about Legacy and uh, what I enjoy about Legacy is really kind of depressing uh, but I love it when stories show the consequences of mind control
0: we don't want um, to spoil any more than that because i'm not
1: gonna spoil any more than that i just as as someone who reads a lot of x-men comics mm-hmm. and as someone who is really really into pietro maximoff it is always so refreshing for me to see people being mind controlled and then not getting victim blamed for it
0: <laughs> that's like it's it is such a great story i know that's why we went with the story is to show other members that they've worked with see how this team's come together and not only that see the consequences of one leader's actions as well and that's why i love this story too so really quickly i'll go over mine um i have annihilation annihilation conquest i don't think you can have that discussion but again, why are they my honorables? You need to know a little bit before you jump into that story. Um, I'm more fond of Annihilation Conquest more with them. And the reason is just because I like the villain they kind of go up against and that's Ultron. It just shows that he can be more than an earthly villain. Um, he could be way more than that. Um,
1: yeah, and I feel like that's something that gets overlooked with him a lot. Yeah, um, is His possibilities. And I, I feel like i said this too when we did Modoc for our forgotten villain but a lot of these villains become like one-hit wonders <laughs> like they for, people forget what they made them capable of right and then they just get shoved in this little box and that then makes them contrite and repetitive and just kind of annoying
0: well that's when we get stories like him and combined with um hank pym and nobody like that
1: why <laughs> yeah
0: exactly my point um The other two I had was Cosmic Avengers. Um, That was my other. That's why I said I had three on my list. One of them was an honorable. And this would be a great one I would give to somebody to start reading. Because they've revamped their stories. They've revamped everything with these characters. It it just really works the way they did it. And it's different than the movies. So don't think you see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and you'd be like, oh, no, Ego's his dad right now. It's not. No. I don't even know why they went that far. That was uncalled for. Um, and the other one was Angela. Um, I could not have that list without bringing Angela's first appearance. In. I
1: considered putting Angela on my honorable mentions, but it was just one of those,
0: like... It was one hit. I
1: toyed with it, but I didn't feel so strongly about it that I felt like I had to.
0: Like, it was one of those one hit wonders, like we said. It is the character that you get for a little bit and it's so good, and then they let her go like yeah you see her in disassemble but she doesn't she just helps Gamora more more it's just one of those things like we need more with her to develop her and not modok having a fetish of over her either just putting it out there please don't do that ever again
1: please please no not again <laughs>
0: um, but yes yeah, so that's my honorables let's jump to your number one
1: my number one is again x-men connected because of who i am as a person um i will not apologize this is the trial of gene gray Ooh, Um, okay and again i i I, it's always interesting to me when x-men gets cosmic because it's underutilized um, and typically this connection is given with the Inhumans or with the Shi'ar, but I love it when they combine with the Guardians. I, it's the team focus of both of these titles that when they combine, I just, it makes magic to me. I think they're very fun. Um, but Trial of Jean Grey is coming in in this really interesting period of X-Men comics, particularly where there are now younger versions of these classic original X-Men characters. And in this, in Trial of Jean Grey, a young Jean Grey is standing trial for her older variants crimes. And the Guardians intervene. Um, And I not only love that the Guardians are intervening in this issue, um, I also just really love the way that this comic really tackles, you know, what does it mean for a younger variant to be, to a standing trial for the crimes of an older version of that character that is not them. Right. And what on all the different characters that they weave into this narrative, it's just a really amazing read. And it tackles a lot of really interesting, like, philosophical questions that deal with a lot of things that the Guardians having two different versions of their team have to contend with. Um, and especially with the different versions of some of the characters that have been on the Guardians, um, it's just a really, I really enjoyed it. I felt like it raised a lot of thoughts mm-hmm. um, about not just the X-Men, of course, but specifically about the Guardians. It made me question a lot of preconceived notions that I'd had of some of the characters before I read this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go too far into it because I will spoil a bunch of it. Um <laughs> kind of hard not to when you're talking specifically about like that um i it's just really well done
0: it's really good like i read that story i enjoyed it a lot and it was and i agree i i kind of had those those thoughts of the guardians like why would they step in like this and but then when they they do and they do it the way they do it's like it's so it made
1: sense it, it makes sense for them and of course like you question why they're doing it and that makes you question why you think it's out of character for them to do it right and that it, it just makes you think it's a story that makes you think i love stories that make you think um it's just really good it's i i i honestly uh might be rereading that like <laughs> next weekend um just because it, i'm thinking about it now i'm like putting it on my debut
0: but book club coming soon Trials of Green Gray. Grey. Uh, no, that's a great pick. Now, we've already talked about my number one because of the fact being that it is one of Mary's honorable mentions. It is Legacy. I enjoy this story. Now, here's the reason why. Now, granted, for most fans, you're probably going to be attracted to it. Why? Because this is the first time the original Guardians from the movies team up. But they also have- Plus Adam's block. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Plus, plus, Plus Faye LaBelle. Of course, I can never have that conversation without having her. She is somebody that I truly love in comics. And it is just one of those characters that you go, I enjoy to see this. And so just to kind of give you a little rundown of it, I'll give you the synopsis according to Marvel. Launching out of Annihilation Conquest, Marvel sci-fi heroes unite to protect the cosmos. Back-to-back annihilation wars have weakened the boundaries of our universe. Dark gods and monsters are seeping through the cracks and raining horror upon those still reeling from the recent calamities. In the face of terror, who stands to defend a desperate universe? Star-Lord and his squad of butt-kickers, the modern-day guardians of the galaxy. You've heard that Annihilation Conquest rocks. The guy at the comic shop keeps telling you to try Nova. Well... Now's your chance to experience the glory that writers Dan Abbott and Andy Landy, Andy Lanning, and artist Paul Pelleter can r- unleash. All this plus a wisecracking raccoon and a telepathic dog. It, it just that that was one of my favorite synopsises ever, ever in comic history. I
1: have to, I have to say for Legacy Abnett was one hundred percent the writer to pick. Yes. It um was. if it, you if you're going to bring the movie guardians into the comics you had to pick abnett there was no other choice
0: well abnett is the one that does war of kings if i'm not mistaken he is the yeah. guard for him and all the best events that happen is dan abbott uh, brian michael bendis <laughs> is weird because it's like we said before brian michael bendis is not a character developing person he's always more of a teen aspect writer and he works for some reason, but not on the level of Dan Abbott. Dan Abbott is just straight up, this is what you want. Some of the parts I love is the fast they go up against the, what was it? What was the church name? If I can't, It's been a little bit since oh, I- Oh,
1: the Universal Church of Truth.
0: Thank you. Um, You see him go up against them. You see him go up against, it's a whole thing. There's so much going on, but it intrigues you it's just i
1: like... i i also just i, I i'm i an adam warlock person i think he's so cool <laughs> um and i love how abnick writes him yes um and i love i love too that it's not the old adam warlock i that the first time i read that it intrigued me so much <laughs> and seeing seeing ugh, i don't want to spoil it yeah it's um, but seeing how Warlock interacts with the Universal Church of Truth in this yeah. comic, um, and his presuppositions about his relationship at this time with the Universal Church of Truth, um, it's just very it's it's fun.
0: <laughs> One of some of my ever favorite parts I loved to this. You get to see some of the original Guardians. You see what was it, Major? What was it? Oh, it's Major. I wouldn't say Major force, Vance. But was, Vance.
1: Vance. Thank you.
0: I was always thinking force because I think of the dude from DC Comics. He kind of looks like him when you really think about it. But you get to see these guys. You what was it? Major Vance is actually frozen in their world, in their timeline with the shield. And and Captain America's shield is what we're talking about too. Not just normal shield. This is Cap's shield. And that's what's so interesting of the story, too, is there's so many mysteries, so many things going on. This is, I think, what was it after the repercussions, or just right during Secret Invasion, and being that, that scrolls were going everywhere, you see scrolls in this story. You love Cosmos and Brack, or Rocket's reactions to each other because they hate each other in some ways. Um, I love how what was he wants to be? What was it? Cosmos says he always wants to be part of the team, and Rocket goes, "I don't want him on the team. I'm getting tired of talking animals." It's like it's just those wise cracking moments that just make you really love this team and i
1: also just really i love cosmo
0: yeah i do i
1: the the russian accent might be a little over the top but i love cosmo
0: <laughs> I, and two, what i love too, i don't want to spoil any more about it because i think your guys are going to hear it when we talk about it in our in our book club for this month but it is such a great story this is a perfect guardian story and it leads to events like war of kings you get to see all these events take realm of kings it's also in this run there's so much it, that happen.
1: it also i love how it, i love how he writes gamora
0: yes i um,
1: i i love how he writes gamora in this
0: like i i'm a big fan of this is weird for me i actually like this star lord more i love the movie version and here's the reason why he's he's more that leader that he knows he has to do whatever it takes to protect the universe and that means doing what he has to do with mantis on top of it you know and we're not going to get to that we want to see we want you to see your reactions just as much as we do,
1: and I, I do, I do also appreciate how Abnet writes Mantis as nuanced as he does. Yeah, it would have been very easy for him to completely vilify her in
0: this text, and he doesn't. Right. One of my favorite characters here in this text is Pyla Bale. You get to really grow with her and understand that she is a glue. She is the person that would hold a team together, and that's what I love about this story. This is why legacy is my number one and this ends our top five guardians of the galaxy storylines um if you like our list let us know in the comments also let us know what your top fives are give us some reading recommendations we're always willing to expand our knowledge in guardians of the galaxy as always um what was it yeah so Without further ado, you can also listen to the podcast anywhere on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also catch us on YouTube, um, also on Pocket Cast now. So go check us out, have some fun with us, get to enjoy some great content with us and anime content as well. Um, You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Comic Talkers to get all the latest updates. Join us in for some great content and also to actually kind of keep up to date with the podcast so we look forward to seeing you guys out there and without further ado my name is brandon and i'm mary and may comics always be the top of your discussion